0: Crown of Thorns by Iris Bluefic Chapter 12 One good turn Crowley woke from his 48-hour coma later he'd face a quandary as to whether he ought to blame the return flight jet lag or the trip itself to a plate of hobnobs and a neatly folded note on the bedside table The dried rose petals that fell out into his sheet-covered lap smacked of overkill, but his heart clenched a little at the realisation that Aziraphale could only have smuggled them back, pressed in a book. "'My dear,' it read, "'have popped off for a day at the shops with Pippa. Would have asked you along, but I just couldn't bring myself to wake you. Still shattered, poor love. Teeth on the table, it ought to have kept.' "'If not, give it a poke, and it'll be right as rain. "'Don't expect me back till sevenish, as we've ever so much catching up to do. "'Say hello on your behalf, shall I? "'Do get some rest. "'Yours, A.'" Normally Crowley might have been irritated by such gross sentimentality first thing in the morning, but given the fragrant papery scattering of Rosa rugosa, and the fact he wasn't yet fully awake, instead his brain did its best impression of warm, bewildered, affectionate mush. In short, he wanted to do something nice for Aziraphale. As for the plan already forming in the autopiloted part of his subconscious, well, it had, simply put, been a while. He hoped it'd be worth his trouble, If nothing else, it'd be worth Aziraphale's stunned expression, and, hopefully, hours of fantastic sex. He decided he'd best get to work. The quail weren't going to cook themselves. Poultry. Check. One good thing about living in the arse-end of nowhere... "'Abundant, earthy-crunchy, free-range, hippy-dippy farmers.' Crowley left the birds locked in the boot and put on a brave face. He didn't like supermarkets, even tiny local ones. The shallots weren't going to be a problem, those he had at home in the garden, likewise carrots and onions and rocket for the starter. He didn't like celery and cucumber, as they crunched strangely and often tasted weird, respectively.' While they were in the States, Aziraphel had taken a shine to Maine Blueberry Vinaigrette. Shropshire ones would have to suffice, so he transferred a carton from the refrigerator case to his trolley. He already had extra virgin olive oil and ten-year aged balsamic. He ignored Escoffier's horrified commentary on his salad plans. The thing about stubborn old mentors was they stuck with you, dead or not butter next, and then eggs. Crowley caught himself hesitating between brown free-range and white free-range, at which point a rogue toddler, pursued by his perturbed young father, got into one of the cartons and made a mess of the floor. The small boy stuck two yolk-covered fingers in his mouth and blinked up at Crowley, while his father muttered outrageous apologies to a shelf-stacking flunky. The girl had a mop, and looked frazzled enough to cry.
1: "'I believe this is yours,'
0: Crowley said, bending to scoop up the child. He blinked at the mess. "'Little devil,' said the boy's father, taking the creature off Crowley's hands. The supermarket girl stared at the floor, where four whole perfect white eggs rolled idly to a stop against the scribbled-on rubber toe-caps of her black Chuck Taylors.'
1: Near miss,
0: said Crowley, grinning, and gave her shoulder a pat. He grabbed a carton of brown eggs and left, appalling what they were charging for saffron these days. Speciality shops, on the other hand, Crowley liked very much, especially tiny local ones. You're looking for what? asked the middle-aged proprietress.
1: Armagnac,
0: Crowley repeated.
1: I'll take the SOP in a pinch, but if you've got XO or Napoleon, that'd be better.
0: Distractedly, he squinted at the fine print on the bag of rock salt he'd already picked up.
1: Mm, Better yet, door's We'll drink what's left.
0: Hmm, picky, said the lady, shuffling down an adjacent aisle. "'I see what I can
1: do.' "'You would be too,'
0: Crowley thought,
1: "'if your lover were prone to meddling on a molecular level.'
0: "'The rock salt was pink. "'Since when was rock salt pink?' "'Himalayan,' said the label. "'Huh.' "'As a rule of thumb, he tried just about anything once. "'The Japanese silk rope—never mind handcuffs— "'had been a minor disaster.' What would it be? the lady was asking, holding up two bottles for him to inspect.
1: Close Martin Four Blanche XO, good value. That one. Or Domaine de Rinstant, 1992.
0: Crowley shook himself and blinked at the Domaine de Riston.
1: Have you got anything from two years earlier?
0: he asked, tapping the label. Ninety quid later, wincing, he left with both the rock salt and some Gosperin, 1990. The Escoffier in his head approved, and you couldn't put a price on memories. Damn and blast! He always managed to forget something. Crowley deposited his parcels on the kitchen table, only to turn on his heel, dash out of the cottage, and hop back into the Bentley. It was already pushing four o'clock, and even if he didn't need more than two hours' prep time, that was cutting it close. If you can't get the cream fresh and the mushrooms fresher, forget it. Escoffier had told him once, "'The trick is in those, no matter how fine, the brandy or the eggs!' Ten minutes later he bit his lip and jammed the Bentley in park. He'd never been to the café's back entrance, and he hoped this didn't mark the start of a trend. One of the assistant chefs answered, "'Crowley made his request snappishly, and the lad fled.' It took fifteen seconds for both Crowley to lose his nerve and Mandy to show up. Oh, uh, Crowley said, pushing his sunglasses up into his hair. Hi. Mandy gave him a helplessly muddled look. Was Uni rotting her brain?
1: Do you have fresh cream? And that chanterelle pâté, are you still making it in-house?
0: We do, she said, and yet yeah, to the second, but our supplies are running short. Crowley produced a crisp, folded twenty-pound note from his jacket.
1: I need a carton of the cream and half pound of those mushrooms, he said.
0: That'll clear us out, Mandy said, troubled. Of the chanterelles, I
1: mean. Forty then,
0: said Crowley desperately. Fifty, whatever you... Mandy kissed him on the cheek, a tense puff of breath escaping her lips. I'll be right back, she said, and dashed into the humid kitchen. Crowley stood rubbing her lipstick off his cheekbone, flustered. Here, said Mandy's voice, accompanied by her bangled arm dangling a takeaway bag out of the door. Sorry about the... um,
1: look... Mate, considering the amount of trouble I'll be in, it was a fair price. Your husband's going to be mad at me, I get that.
0: He left with not only the requested items, but also what was left in his wallet. Best not to mention it to Aziraphale, perhaps. He did want the girl to live... The front door opened while Crowley was in the thick of it, a face full of saffron-scented, cream-laden steam. The armagnac and the eggs were playing along beautifully, the soup was almost finished, and as for the salad... Aziraphale potted up behind him, with a number of crinkly plastic bags in tow from the sounds of it. But Crowley didn't let that derail his concentration... Perilous business, negotiating the addition of chanterelle puree to the rest of the simmering mix. Not even the sound of Aziraphale's dropped parcels and the angel's firm hand on his hip as he leaned in to kiss Crowley's cheek deterred him from his careful stirring. Aziraphale froze, delicately inhaling against the fine sheen of sweat at Crowley's temple. He sighed and said, Whatever it is she's tried this time, I'll not stand... Crowley whisked the wooden spoon to one side, plopping the lid on the pot. She's a lovesick kid, he said,
1: and not my type. Let it go.
0: Aziraphale watched, fascinated, as Crowley licked the spoon and frowned at it. You have a type? he asked vaguely, and then wonderingly, Crowley, you cook? Yep, he said, hastily reaching for a fresh dishcloth
1: took lessons.
0: Aziraphale watched him clean the spoon fastidiously, still baffled. But when?
1: While you were busy messing about with that hack masculine, of course.
0: That doesn't answer my question, said Aziraphale, who hadn't quite managed to hide how impressed he was, and that he didn't quite know what to do with this information.
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: "'Crowley said, tossing the dishcloth aside "'as he turned to face the angel.
1: "'1890s, 19-odds. "'It's all a bit fuzzy now. "'Listen, there's a salad on the table, "'and if you don't start to eat it while I finish this up, "'the dressing will go all soggy "'and I simply won't be held accountable.' As "'Aziraphale
0: kissed him on the mouth, "'throwing them both off balance. "'Crowley's elbow just missed knocking the pot off the hob. "'You made supper?' said Aziraphale, stupidly.
1: I'm looking
0: at it, replied Crowley, belatedly.
1: I beg your pardon? My type. Now, if you don't mind, there's salad. Shoo,
0: My dear, I could help.
1: Blueberries, angel,
0: said Crowley, casting about for the rock salt.
1: Rocket, baby carrots, those sweet little vine-ripened heirloom tomatoes.
0: Aziraphale made it to the table in record time. Crowley just barely prevented the soup from scorching.
1: "'Totally worth it,'
0: he thought, pouring the lovely stuff into a hastily miracled tureen. He turned just in time to catch the dawning of Aziraphale's fondest smile. "'Crown of Thorns will continue,' IN CHAPTER thirteen